This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Certainly, life in general is filled with many discouragements, a common stumbling block to many going forward in a healthy, positive way. As Pastor Ray teaches us in his popular life-changing series, Your Battle Against Discouragement, the Christian faces even more unique problems in dealing with discouragement because it's one of the most powerful weapons Satan has in his bag of tricks to neutralize a Christian's walk, making him ineffective for God's use. Ultimately, discouragement will operate like a crowbar, opening the door to doubt, which if left unchecked, will tempt the Christian to take the path of least resistance, finally to a place where he settles for far less than God had intended, a place called compromise. But you'll find real hope in Pastor's exposure of these weapons, his 16 powerful Bible-based strategies to battle these forces, and his encouraging words that even though the journey through discouragement is difficult, doesn't mean that God can't be in it. I want to talk to you about a subject, and we'll only do part of it today, and the next time we're together, I will do uh, another section of it. But uh, what I want to talk about today, well, first of all, let me just back up, because I think this is really important. The things that I do, the, the kind of ministry that I have, is one of what I would call very practical kind of teaching. I'm, I'm a practical teacher. I'm not a theologian. I don't teach theology uh, per se, but I teach real simple life applicable teachings. That's the way God uses me. I repeat a lot of things because there are a lot of things that go on in our life that never cease. We have to keep on addressing those issues because they keep on coming up in our lives. How many of you would agree with me? Um, I like to say this, that if the word isn't made practical to us and for us, it's not usable. I may have knowledge, but I don't know how to put that knowledge into operation because no one's taught me the practical application of that knowledge. So um, I think we have um, a lot of people who know the Word of God or know about the Word of God, but they don't know how to apply it because they have not been encouraged to do it. They've not been taught to do it. They've not been um, you know, in that type of ministry. So my purpose and my ministry, just so that you all know, if you've been here for any time, you know, I repeat a lot of messages, as I said, and I like to deal with things that are uh, what I would call life issues or life situations that we deal with on a regular basis. I really believe that church on a Sunday morning ought to be a place where we, it's sort of like when your car breaks down, you know, you bring it to the gas station and they fix it. Church ought to be a place where we're getting fixed every week. So church ought to be like a service station every week we come in and we feel fixed and we feel adjusted and we feel better. And then we, we cruise out of here saying, man, we're driving a whole lot better today because we got fixed in church. Amen. So, 
Today I want to talk to you about a subject that is of great importance to all of us, something that we all deal with on a very regular basis, something that could be, if we don't know how to deal with it, we'll get to the how-to later, but we just want to lay down a foundation. Um, if we don't learn how to deal with this particular subject that I want to talk about today, it could be detrimental to our, uh, to our walk and to our growth and progress as a Christian. Because it is something that gets in our way. And I really believe that this particular uh, topic that I want to talk about um, is, is something that the devil uses in the lives of many Christians over and over and over again. And as we will, we will reveal today and as we get into it, you'll see that I believe there's a plan that the enemy has to try to halt us and to stop us. And I believe that it all begins in many cases and in many places and many ways in our lives. It begins with this particular topic or this particular issue in our lives. Now, what I want to talk to you about today is the, is the subject of discouragement. Discouragement. Many, many years ago, I was driving down the road. I was new at ministry. I had just started the church. And I was listening to a very famous preacher. Some of you remember him, R.W. Schambach. He went home to anybody know who R.W. Schambach? Man, he was a preacher. Man, that guy could preach the ceiling off a building. And uh, he's gone home to be with the Lord. But I, I even remember where I was. Did you ever have that kind of experience? Something speaks to you so profoundly that you remember exactly where you were. I remember where I was. I remember the street I was on. I was in the car and I was driving and I was listening to his message on the radio. And to be honest with you, I don't even remember what the message was. But he made this statement. He said, friends, he said, discouragement is the greatest tool that the devil has against God's people. And when he said that, it shot into my heart in such a profound and a deep way that I realized in that instant how many times the devil used the tool or the weapon of discouragement in my life to try to stop me and to halt me and put me into neutral and even cause me to quit. So as I was meditating and thinking about it, I realized that the devil has a plan. And his plan is not to just to get you discouraged. Discouraged is the entrance. Discouraged is stage one. Discouragement is the first step in the process that I believe the enemy uses against God's people to halt them and to stop them. But you see, what I found out is that if you don't deal with discouragement at the beginning when it starts, stage one, it'll go to stage two. And stage two is a place called doubt. If you've ever been in discouragement, anybody ever be, anyone ever been discouraged here? Thank you for the six hands. Where are the rest of you? You're all liars. I'm coming out there to lay my hands on you right now. We all deal with discouragement. Now, what I found is that when I, I could get myself in a place of discouragement, to be discouraged simply means to lose courage, right? I mean, downtrodden, maybe depressed. It just means to, to, to feel the loss of courage or the loss of boldness, to be discouraged. I find that when, I've, when discouragement has come in, the next place that discouragement tries to take me is to a place called doubt. I can get so discouraged by what I'm doing that I begin to be, become doubtful as to whether I'm doing the right thing, as to whether I actually heard God. I begin to doubt myself. I begin to even doubt. It can get so bad that I can doubt God himself. God, do you even hear me? God, where are you? See, discouragement, if, if you're not careful, that's stage one. 
But discouragement will take you to this place called doubt. That's stage two. See, the enemy, if he can get you, to, if he can get you into discouragement, he knows that if you can fall for the discouragement, if you allow that discouragement to get into you. See, I, I believe discouragement is like a crowbar that the enemy has. And he uses it to pry open your heart, and to jump into your heart, and to cause you to lose your courage, and to lose your, you know, your excitement and your zeal as you are in pursuit of the dreams and desires of your life. The devil, what will happen, it'll go from discouragement, it'll go right over to doubt. Start doubting. Doubt my faith. Doubt the word of God. Doubt if God hears me. Doubt if I'm in the right place doing the right thing. And with doubt comes, comes this other thing called confusion. Anybody know what I'm talking about? See, the devil works in the realm of discouragement, doubt. God doesn't work in that realm. Oftentimes people are discouraged and they're in doubt and they're wondering if God's trying to talk to them. God does not talk to you in times of discouragement. He doesn't, let me say it this way, he doesn't use discouragement and doesn't use doubt. He can talk to you in it, but he doesn't use it to try to get your attention. It's the enemy that uses the crowbar of discouragement to try to get into your heart to get you to the place of doubt. But he's not only interested in getting you discouraged and getting you doubtful. He has a landing place that he's trying to get you and me and every Christian who is in pursuit of dreams and visions and desires and in pursuit of the destiny of God and pursuit of the promises of God working and operating in our lives. There is a landing pad that he wants to bring us to. Discouragement will lead to doubt and doubt, if you don't deal with it, ultimately will lead you or lead you to the place that the devil ultimately wants to get you to. And you ready? It's the place called compromise. Compromise. Discouragement leads to doubt, and doubt will lead to compromise. And this is my, this is my definition of the word um, compromise. It's the path of least resistance. It's the path of least resistance. In other words, I don't want to deal with the resistance, so I want to go the easy way. Let me give you a little uh, analogy of how this works, and I'll give you a little story about myself when I was a young teenager. Now, some of you probably remember this. They don't do this anymore, I don't think. But in my day, in my teenage days, back in the you know, late 60s into the early 70s, this was probably more in the late 60s, I was a young teenager, um, there used to be companies that were manufacturers of Christmas cards. And what they would do is that you would, you know, write to the company and they would send you a package of all kinds of samples of Christmas cards that you could sell to your friends and neighbors and family members and this kind of thing. They would emboss them with your name and your address or whatever message you wanted. And um, based upon the amount of cards you sold, there were, there were gifts that you could select out of another catalog. And uh, so I got all excited because I had this little bit of an entrepreneurial spirit about me. Never really got anywhere but in the world, but nonetheless an entrepreneurial spirit. So I got all excited and I sent to the company and I got my little package and I opened it up and I looked through and I said, wow, this is great. And I'm looking around saying, look at all these houses, look at all these people that live in this neighborhood. Surely somebody's going to buy Christmas cards for me. So I went to the catalog where you pick out the, you pick out the presents, the gifts. And of course, they start with the smaller gifts up front on the front pages. And then as you go to the back of the catalog, the gifts get bigger and more extravagant. So of course, being Pastor Ray, 
I went right to the back of the, of the book and I said, I put my finger on the best one. I said, it was a bicycle, I think. I'm going for the bicycle. Look at that hot looking Schwinn bicycle. I'm going for the bicycle. I set a dream. I set a vision. I set a destination. I set a purpose. So I got myself together and figured surely everyone likes me in the neighborhood and they're all going to buy cars. Of course, I hit up my family first, my mother and whatever aunt or uncle it was at that time, and they bought some cars for me. But I sent out into the neighborhood, but that wasn't nearly the amount of cars I needed to get that bicycle. I'm all charged up. Sounds like a lot of people I know, and we get, you know, we get charged up in our pursuit of the, the things of God or pursuit of a vision or a dream or a promise from God's word. We're all jacked up. We're all charged up. We're all excited. Yes, we can do this. We can see the, the reality of the word in our life. We can have prosperity. We can have breakthrough. We can have healing. Anyway, I was like that. I was all charged up. So I start walking around the neighborhood, knock on one door. And, Hello, Mrs. So-and-so. Um, I'm selling Christmas cards. And we can even emboss your name in them. And, and, and you'll have them in time for Christmas. And I tried to give my best salesman's pitch that I could give. And uh, so Mrs. So-and-so said, well, thank you so much, Raymond. But, you know, uh, we already bought our cards this year. But I'm sure somebody else in the neighborhood will buy them from you. You're such a good little boy. Pat me on my head. Pat me on my behind and kick me out the door. <laughs> so I went to the next house and I knocked on that door and and uh, nobody was home. And then I went down the street and I knocked on a door and uh, you know, somebody said, no, no, thank you. You know, they didn't even, weren't even kind. They just shut the door on you. You know, people are like that, but anyway. Um, and uh, so by the end of the day, I mean, as the day is going on and I'm knocking on doors trying to sell these cards, I got my eye on this bicycle. I'm becoming very, very discouraged because I'm saying, this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. So what happened was by the end of the day, I came home and I went over my list and I sold far fewer cards or boxes of cards that I had intended. And um, while I'm looking at this shabby little order form, all of a sudden, I began to doubt whether I could really do this. I started to say things like, well, maybe I'm just not a good salesman. Maybe, no, maybe I'm not believable enough. Maybe I just don't have what it takes to get this, get, get this job done. My enthusiasm that I started out with started to wane very seriously. My courage was losing ground in my life, and I became so discouraged that I began to doubt whether I could bring this project, this little project of mine, into reality. So I hung around doubt for a while, and I was sitting there looking at the shabby order, doubting myself and feeling pretty lousy about the fact that I didn't do so well that day. That I went back to the catalog, and I made a compromise. Instead of going to the back of the book and looking at that bike again, I flipped forward and I went to the very first page, and I said, you know what? Maybe I should just settle on a brownie camera. My discouragement took me to the place of doubt, and doubt ultimately brought me to the place where I compromised my vision, my purpose, my dream, the thing that I wanted to accomplish. My mission was basic, basically thwarted at that, at that point. My project was basically put, put aside. So my, my discouragement took me to that place of doubt, 
doubt myself, doubt my ability. And you know, in, in, in the life of a Christian, doubt can give, discouragement can be so bad that it can bring you to a place of doubt. And doubt can be so bad that you, you begin to doubt not only yourself, but you begin to doubt God and doubt his word and his ability and the promises of God. And that's a really bad place to be because when you're in that place of such serious doubt, you ultimately are going to make a compromise somewhere. See, it's not worth it. it it's too hard. It's too difficult. Uh, does God really hear me? I, I'd, rather, I'd rather go this way. See, so basically, and I've seen this in the life of so many Christians, because of this process that the enemy has, discouragement, doubt, and compromise, I've seen many, many believers who were, you know, believing God for this or seeking God for big things, but because this process was unleashed in their life, they didn't know how to deal with it, they weren't wise to it, they gave into it and ultimately settled for far less than what God had intended. Listen, there's no, I'm not making any concessions with the devil. I'm not giving in any ground that God has for me. All of the promises of God are yes and amen. Right? No compromise here. No compromise here. So, um, I want to talk about a couple of, a couple of reasons, and we, we won't get too far into it today. I only got to two of my reasons, but we'll pick up. We'll do part of the message now, and the next time we're together, we'll finish up. But I began to think about this. So what are, what are some of the reasons, some of the common reasons uh, for discouragement in our life? If we can look at this, uh, it, can, it can help us. Well, number one, one of the reasons why people uh, get easily discouraged or can get discouraged, and listen, because this is really important, sometimes the journey that you're on is a difficult one. What makes us think that, you know, because we're believers, because we believe in, in, in the Lord and we believe in the Word and we've got the Word and we're faith people, what makes us think that the journey is always a, a cakewalk? I'll bet you, but I found out, you know, way back then when I first started this church, how difficult the journey can be sometimes. Now, now, now here's, here's, the, here's the good part, is that even though the journey may be difficult, God promises to be with you every step of the way. And just because the, the journey is difficult doesn't mean you cannot complete the journey. It does not mean that you will not get to your destination. It does not mean that you will not have the desired result. But what it means is that, I, listen, what it means is I must be committed to the journey. Not enough people are committed to the journey. I can't tell you how many times, listen, I'm the pastor, but I'll be true. You know how many times in, in the course of my ministry, there'd be a Sunday morning, wake up and say, oh man, it's, the alarm goes off, it's five there. Can't I sleep another hour? I'm just too tired to get it. I think I'll call one of the elders and tell them to go preach for me because I'm just, too, I, don't, I don't feel like going to church today. What makes us think that the journey is going to be an easy one? We're going we're gonna to face some, you know, uh, some rough road along the way. We're going to face some bumps along the way. But you see, if, if, you're, not, if you're not in tune to that, we kind of think because we're believers and we're Christians, everything's supposed to be a cakewalk, but that's not the truth. 
In, as a matter of fact, I believe sometimes the road, God will allow us to walk on a difficult road because it's in the difficult times where we prove our faith, where we prove that we are committed to the journey. Come on, are you with me? And we don't let discouragement knock us out of the race or bring us to that place of doubt or compromise. There's not enough believers that are committed to the journey. And no matter what it is that you set, your, set, set, set yourself out to do, if you're, gonna, if you're setting, you know, setting out to start a business or, or you know, some new career or get an education, it's not always going to be a cakewalk. I look back over the years when I first started this church and I thought, you know, I said, oh man, as soon as I start teaching and people were telling me, oh, you're going to have 500 people within the first year. Yeah, right. In the first year, I don't think we had 50 people. And I can remember thinking, Lord, why is this so difficult? You know, God, I could really give you a quicker way for me to get to where I need to go. I had some quicker routes to take, easier routes to take, you know? I, I, why do we have to go the difficult way? Well, you know, one of the things that I've, I've learned and I found out that quite often, if God gave you a shortcut, you wouldn't be ready for the end result. How many of you remember the story, and, I'll, and I, I've quoted this so many times, but let me give it to you again, give you the verse. When God was taking the children of Israel out of Egypt, right? It says here in Exodus 13, 17, it says, Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, that God did not lead them, the children of Israel, by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds and see war and return to Egypt. Very, very powerful verse of scripture. God said, there's a shortcut. There's an easy way to get you to the promised land. But if you go the shortcut, you're going you're gonna to face some enemies and some battles that you are not ready to withstand. And if you face those battles, you're going to compromise, turn around, and go back into bondage. Sometimes God's got to take us the long way around. We may not like the journey, but God has wisdom in leading us along. I don't know why it took so many years for God to get me to where I am today. Again, like I said, I could have certainly given God a much easier route for me to follow. I don't know why I had to face the things that I had to face. I could have certainly shown God a better way to do this whole thing than the way I had to come. But having been through it, and standing on this end of it, I realized that all that I had been through was necessary to prepare me for what I've stepped into today. Amen. Now, did I get discouraged along the way? Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times I threw in the towel only to have God pick up the towel and throw it back at me. I can't tell you how many times I thought about quitting, giving up, you know, doing something else. How many times I doubted whether I was really called to do this. I can't tell you how many times, even though I'm a mature believer in the Lord, I've been walking with God for all these years, I would be lying if I didn't tell you the discouragement still comes my way sometimes when things get, you know, riled up and the devil comes and kicks up dust and things get hot and heavy. I throw my hands up and say, do I really need all this? And God yells down and says, yes, you do. Just because the journey gets difficult doesn't mean that God 
is not in it. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors